your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Tuesday, June 15th. Your boy Q here. You can find me on Twitter, as many of you do, at your boy Q254. Feel free to give me a follow and feel free to go ahead and shoot me a message or a direct message. It's all good, especially if you want to try to get it onto the show. I'll do the best I can. I get hit up quite a bit on Twitter. And also that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. And I'll tell you right now, man, the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line was blowing up on Monday. I'm telling you. Uh, The show did on Monday talking about what do you need to see from Derek Carr? What does he have to prove in 2021? And a lot of people, I got to give Raider Nation a lot of credit. About 85% of Raider Nation understood what I was talking about in the show. There's still about 15% of Raider Nation that was like, Q, he's the guy. There's nothing he has to prove. He's the guy. I get it. I wasn't talking about is he the guy or is he not the guy. That was not part of the conversation. But every single year under John Gruden, he has improved. And there's some things that I wanted to see from him in 2020, like him use his legs and his athletic ability a little bit more. And he was able to do that. So he proved he can do that. So basically, I was just asking what area of his game does he need to work on what do you feel he needs to work on to take that next step you know and so uh, that was really basically it and like I said about 85% of Raider Nation figured that out 15% was just kind of you know as soon as it's Derek Carr related it's like oh my god you know and again here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast I'm not going down that road where we just sit here and debate is he the guy is he not the guy clearly he is because like I've mentioned many many times if John Gruden didn't want him guess what he wouldn't be there. So John Gruden clearly wants him or he had already been gone. So either way, lots of great responses that I got on Monday's show. So I definitely appreciate everyone uh, who reached out, like I said, by way of Twitter or the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. I'll try to get to as many of those as possible on today's show. Matter of fact, that's what we'll do in segment number three. Segment number two, man, I'm just kind of getting excited as, uh, you know, it gets closer and closer to a little bit of activity. Of course, some activity gets started today with mandatory minicamp. You know, I'm just kind of excited about this. Raiders defense because, well, it's new. You know, whenever it's the new, something new, when you get a new car, you want to drive it. When you see, you know, a new coach, you, you want to say he's going to be the guy to get everything turned around. I mean, that happens all the time. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But I'm really excited about Gus Bradley. I, I went back and listened to that interview he did with JT the Brick again just, uh, just yesterday. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, just listening to him and, and kind of hearing his energy, but not in an energetic kind of way. He has that calm energy where it just sounds like he's fired up without actually being fired up. I just think that this defense is going to be really, really improved from what we've seen in 2020, and I think it's going to start up front. So I'm really excited about the players that they've brought in. A lot of guys on one-year deals. Of course, there's guys like Clee Furl and Max Crosby who are still on their rookie deals, and of course, there's guys that they brought in like Malcolm Kuntz that were drafted in 2021. So I'm excited about that defensive line. I always think that you win in the trenches, both offensive line and defensive line. So I'm going to talk about my excitement level for the Raiders defense in 2021, and in particular, the guys on the defensive line, and give you my thoughts on that. That's going to come up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, as I do on the daily, give you the news and the notes of the day. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. 
Off top, I mentioned mandatory minicamp gets started today, and it is record heat going on right now in Las Vegas. And I'm excited. I want to get to Las Vegas ASAP. I want to be there quick, fast, and in a hurry. And I'm seeing uh, all the all the temperatures, and it's supposed to be record temperatures. And, I mean, like record, record temperatures. You know, I've seen even like 117, 118. And I've been in Vegas when it's 114, and I know sometimes you can barely breathe. So as the Raiders get mandatory minicamp started today, uh, they actually kicked up the practice time. So depending on what time you are listening to, this practice may already be over uh, they actually had to move it up to 7 30 a.m due to the rising temperatures in vegas and also they're cutting the three-day mandatory minicamp shorter day so it's only going to be two days today and tomorrow and on monday what they did was kind of like a media day type session you saw all the raiders dressed in their uniforms pads and everything uh, josh jacobs was there you saw him on instagram and twitter tweeting out uh, pictures of being there at the facility unique and gakwe was there he had tweeted out a picture of his locker and a uh, very very excited very fired up guys that hadn't been there for the OTAs they were all in attendance so that's really good that's for the media day the media session that they had on Monday and today, they actually start to put the work in. And again, it's only going to be two out of the three days. And uh, they had a really good turnout for voluntary OTAs. So they're going to put in the work. They're going to send the guys loose. And then, boom, they'll report back for training camp. And something else I thought was pretty cool that happened on Monday was defensive end. Unique Ngakwe comes over from, uh, well, actually Baltimore. I was about to say the Jaguars. But, hell, he went to Jacksonville, Minnesota, then Baltimore, and then the Raiders. But uh, either way, he was in town. And, uh, again, he was at the media session. But but he also rang the rally siren at the Vegas Golden Knights versus Montreal Canadiens game on Monday night. And I'll tell you, man, it is really, really cool seeing the Raiders really embrace the Vegas Golden Knights. And I know we had a call on Monday's show about the atmosphere and, you know, something to get the crowd fired up there at Allegiant Stadium when the Raiders take the field. And I'll tell you what, man, the Vegas Golden Knights, they do it right. They get the crowd fired up. I mean, if you want to talk about some energy going on in that arena, there is some absolute energy. And it's funny, man, I, uh, I sent a couple text messages on Monday to a couple of my folks in Vegas talking about different things, asking them what they were doing. Like, man, Q, the, the Golden Knights are starting. You know, the Golden Knights are starting. I'm at the game. I'll get with you tomorrow. And it's just, I mean, the excitement and the buzz. And so that gets me fired up because I realized if the Raiders can go into Allegiant Stadium in 2021 and really have a hell of a team like I believe they can, man, that atmosphere is going to be incredible. You know, folks talk about there's not going to be a home field advantage. Huh, I don't know. You just got to pay attention to the Vegas Golden Knights. And I know it's two different entities. I know that the Golden Knights were actually born there in Vegas. I mean, that is their home. That's the only home they've ever had. And of course, the Raiders have been to multiple locations, Oakland twice in LA and now at Las Vegas. I get that. And, and of course, football fans are going to want to travel to Vegas. But man, if the Raiders could go out there and be worth the salt and be a really good team, get into the playoffs, that Allegiant Stadium is going to be hopping. I mean, think about, you know, going to the game at the Oakland Coliseum. Think about crossing the bridge at the BART station and how it just would sway. The bridge would just sway when uh, all the people were going across it and chanting out Raiders and getting everybody fired up and all the celebrations when the Raiders would win at the Coliseum. Think about that, and then I could just imagine Allegiant Stadium being a dome on top of that, just being magnified times a bazillion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that they'll be able to hear Raider Nation roaring from the strip, you know, especially if they open up those veneer doors. Oh, man, it could be on and popping. So I see the Vegas Golden Knights, and I get fired up of what the Raiders could be, but they've got to go out there and do their part, which is win, because that's all the Vegas Golden Knights have really done since they've been there is just win, baby, which is what the Raiders need to get back to doing. So, uh, yeah, if they can do it and hold up their end of the bargain, Allegiant Stadium is going to be on and 
popping. I wanted to also bring up, I mentioned Von Miller's sack summit in Las Vegas. I mentioned that on Monday's show, and uh, this is kind of like a little side story, but Jaguars linebacker Kalevon Chason, he actually tested positive for COVID-19, and he was actually going to be held out of minicamp this week by Jacksonville. And you're probably saying, well, why are you saying that? Well, because Chason attended the Von Miller pass rush, rush camp over the weekend. And so Raiders like Max Crosby, Solomon Thomas, Darius Phylon, they were all there. But Hopefully, for those guys' sake, and I don't know this, but hopefully for those guys, they're part of the Raiders that are already been vaccinated. They're the ones that are good to go. And, you know, I know everyone had to take a COVID-19 test before they they took, they took went to the, the, the passing academy. But still, when you see a Kalevon Chason goes down and is tested positive for COVID-19, uh, you want to say, well, maybe these guys have to do some, some contact tracing. And the good thing about it is it's June. And the only thing that even if one of those guys were to come down with it, and Max Crosby, we already know that he had it. He had it last year. But, uh, you know, if, if any of those guys were to come down with it, they're only really missing the three-day uh, mandatory minicamp instead of, you know, game week or anything. So that's the positive. But you still, you don't want to hear anybody uh, get COVID-19 at all. We're not out of the woods yet. You know, a lot of people feel like we are. And I know Las Vegas is 100% open now. But there's still things you got to do to to protect yourself. And so I just kind of, it, it didn't sound an alarm, but it raised an eyebrow a little bit when I saw that Kalevon Chason tested positive for COVID-19. And he was at Von Miller's Sack Summit in Las Vegas over the weekend, just like Max Crosby, Solomon Thomas, and Darius And my final little nugget I have for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes of the day. Uh, Raiders defensive line coach Rod Marinelli was given the Paul Dr. Z Zimmerman Award by the Professional Football Writers of America. It's a lifetime achievement award as an assistant coach. And we all know that when he was a head coach, it didn't go very well, right? If you don't know, no, it didn't. Uh, He's basically his overall record as a head coach. 10-38, and and he was 0-16 in 2008 with the Detroit Lions. So, no, the head coaching job, not very good, but he is a hell of an assistant coach, and uh, he received that award. And matter of fact, John Gruden is the guy who basically presented him with the award and talked about the award. Here he is right here. This is his 26th season as an NFL coach. He is coached with Tampa Bay, Detroit, Chicago, Dallas, and Las Vegas Raiders. All right? And the winner, now this is a prestigious ass award now, this lifetime achievement, all gentlemen award is. Oh, yeah! So there was John Gruden right there kind of reading off his resume, and then all of a sudden uh, a picture of Rob Marinelli showed up. So I know the audio at the end kind of got a little grainy and a little hard to understand, but uh, basically he just read read off the resume, and then all of a sudden uh, on, on the video screen it was a picture of Rob Marinelli and everybody that was there uh, in the building started clapping for him and chanting for him. So thought that that was kind of cool, and, and Rob Marinelli's been around for a very, very long time. Uh, I believe he's a very good defensive line coach. I know some Raider fans aren't thrilled with him because he hasn't been able to achieve the success that everybody expected him to achieve when he when he went to the Raiders from the Dallas Cowboys and uh, basically Brinston Buckner ended up going to the Cardinals and I know a lot of Raider fans were big Brinston Buckner fans really not because of you know the way that the Raiders were playing on the field but because everyone saw Brinston Buckner on hard knocks and thought man he's a hell of a coach I like him I like what he's got to say and I'm one of them I I did enjoy what he had to say I thought he was a good young coach thought he was on the rise Uh, I understand why John Gruden brought in Rob Marinelli that's his buddy he knows him very well He's had a lot of success with him. So now 
He's got to go ahead and, and make it happen. And he's got to get these guys up to speed and, and ready to rock and roll. And I, I do feel good about the chances. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk about the defensive line coming up in segment number two. I feel good about it because they were willing to let David Irving go. And that was Rob Marinelli's guy. If they were really going to just be hell-bent on having to hold on to him and hold on to him, and Rob Marinelli was going to continue to fight for him, obviously he fought for him to get him there. He fought for him to bring him back and give him another chance. But then obviously David Irving wasn't willing to put in the work and do what he had to do so the Raiders as a group said okay he's gone and, and I feel like that that's a good step in saying hey if you're not ready to put in the work and make this unit defensive line unit great then there's not going to be time for you so when they moved on from David Irving it kind of made me feel like there was really definitely a sense of urgency throughout all of the organization of the Raiders to get it done this year and get where they need to be. So that's what I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up segment number two, going to talk about that defensive line, going to talk about my excitement about uh, not only the players that they brought in, the players that are there, and how I think they will be successful in 2021. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about rockauto.com. And just like the Raiders, they're a family business. They've been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. You got to go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and they got everything. Engine parts, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, you need it, they got it. Doesn't matter if your car's a classic or a daily driver, everything you need is a few easy clicks away, and the parts are delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly check all the parts available for your vehicle. You choose the brands, you choose the specifications, and most importantly, you choose the prices you prefer. That's right, the prices at rockauto.com are super low, and the same for professionals as it is for do-it-yourselfers, so there's no reason to spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Right now, go to rockauto.com. Com. Check out the parts available for your car or truck. While you're there, there's a box that said, how'd you hear about us? You write Locked On Raiders Podcast. That's how they know that we sent you, and I'm doing my job. Great selection, great low prices. All the parts your car is ever going to need is at rockauto.com. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to talk about the Raiders defense. Of course, that's been a subject that we've been talking about uh, pretty much the whole course of the offseason. Uh, we'll sprinkle in some offensive conversations. Of course, on Monday, had a conversation about uh, Derek Carr and just what we'd like to see him do to take the next step. You know, he's improved every single year under John Gruden. What would he have to do this year? What does he need to prove that he can do this year to just continue to grow? You know, and that's what it is all about. Of course, it's not about is he the man, isn't he the man? But now I want to talk about the Raiders defense and in particular the guys up front. And I'm very excited. Uh, Unique Ngakwe, of course, I've been pounding the table for the Raiders to go make a move for him since he was in Jacksonville. And since Jacksonville, he's been in Minnesota. He's been in Baltimore. Now he's a member of the Raiders. And I just think that he's going to bring so much to the table. And no, he wasn't at voluntary OTAs. But again, the word voluntary is there. So they are that even though, you know, it's kind of. One of those unwritten rules that you go anyway, but he didn't go. Josh Jacobs didn't go. A couple of other ones weren't there in, in attendance, and that's okay, like Quentin Jefferson. But since mandatory minicamp is is here now, uh, he's there. You know, he's absolutely there at the facility there in Henderson. Uh, he was tweeting out pictures, and the one thing I'll say about Unique Ngakwe, and I want to single him out at first because he has become a member of the Raiders, and it's so much like he's just diving 
into Raiders history. Uh, he tweeted out a picture of Howie Long. Uh, he's just tweet, he tweeted out pictures of multiple Raiders uh, since being a member of the Silver and Black. And of course, he hasn't done anything on the field yet, but it just seems like he's embracing the culture of what it is to be a Raider, which is something that John Gruden talked about when he returned to the sidelines in, in 2018, is that he wants these guys to know the culture, know the history, know about the guys that came before him that kind of you know laid the path and, and let it be known what a Raider is. And Unique Ngakwe is clearly embracing that, and that kind of gets me excited. And then, you know, seeing him at the Vegas Golden Knights game, uh, that kind of got me fired up. But then just realizing what he could bring to the table. So I'm fired up about him. But look at this. Think about this depth that they have right now along the defensive line. Now, this is the thing. It's the 90-man roster. I realize every one of these guys is not going to make the team. Some of these guys might end up on the practice squad. Some of these guys might just get cut. But right now, as it stands with the 90-man roster, this is who they have. Unique Ngakwe at one edge rusher. Cleve Furrow, of course, he's another edge rusher who can kick inside as well. Jonathan Hankins, defensive tackle. Defensive tackle Quentin Jefferson. Defensive tackle Solomon Thomas is going to play that one technique. Defensive tackles Darius Steeles, who is the undrafted free agent out of West Virginia. Defensive tackle Niall Scott. DN Max Crosby, who we know the last two years, all he's done is put up 17 and a half sacks uh, for the Raiders. Defensive end Malcolm Kuntz, who was a uh, you know a draft pick this past year, and defensive end Darius Phylon, and defensive end Carl Nassib. Those are all the guys that they have up front right now, and that gets me excited because, one, there's a lot of guys on one-year deals, and that's always going to make a guy hungry. Then there's guys like Darius Steeles, who was an undrafted free agent out of West Virginia. You know why he's hungry? Because he feels like he should have been drafted. He feels like he got overlooked. So he's going to go out to try to prove a point. Max Crosby, he's going to continue to try to improve. This is a guy that was out there, and he was performing for most of the season with a torn labrum and a jacked-up hand. If you remember, early in the offseason, he had surgery on two different parts of his body, Came out of the hospital with bandages on his labrum, bandages on his hand after having that broken hand. I mean, he was, he like I said, jacked up. I think that's the best way to put it. But he was still out there putting in work. And look, I'm not trying to give him any kind of excuse or any kind of pass because when you're in the NFL and you're 16 games into a season, there's most guys are banged up somewhere. And most guys will end up getting offseason surgery. But just to know that he was out there trying to gut it out and you've seen he's been putting in a lot of work throughout the offseason to try to continue to grow. This is a guy who, going into his third year in the league, is going to want to have a big season. If he has a big season, he's going to be looking for a contract extension. He's not going to want to go into his fourth year uh, without a contract extension, and I'm sure the Raiders aren't going to want him to go into the fourth year without a contract extension either. So 17 and a half sacks, the first two seasons uh, he's been in the league, is not too bad. What can he do? How can he get better? I think with the rotation and all those guys I just mentioned, it's going to make Max Crosby not have to have as many snaps, not have to be on the field as much as he was in 2020. He was expected to be the guy. I think there'll be a good rotation. I mean, if you look at the starters, I'm looking at Ngakwe, Cleve Furl, Jonathan Hankins, Solomon Thomas. Uh, those are the front four, in my opinion. You know, and, and look, Cleve Furrow, he can always kick inside. Max Crosby will be the first guy into the rotation, be able to pin his ears back, get after the quarterback. Uh, Malcolm Kuntz, I think he's going to get an opportunity in that rotation. Uh, you might see Carl Nassib if he makes the roster. You might see him in, in that rotation like a third down specialist. Uh, you know, and that's that's where I think Malcolm Kuntz is going to be as well. But uh, Solomon Thomas, former first-round draft pick of number, th what, three overall? Uh, and obviously he didn't work out in San Francisco like people expected or wanted him to. Now he's got a, a chance to prove him. Himself. I also think he can help mentor uh, Cleve Farrell a little bit as well because he's been there, done that. He's been that guy that was drafted and was most likely drafted too high, and, and people say he's a bust, and he has to go out there and prove that he's healthy, and he's coming off of ACL surgery, so he's definitely going to want to go out there and prove that he's healthy, but... I just feel like these guys, when you look up and down the roster, I mean, you're looking at Darius Phylon, and he's got some edge to him. 
You know, defensive tackle Quentin Jefferson, he did some good things in Buffalo. I mean, there's there's all these different guys that have opportunities to really prove that, one, that they belong and help get this Raiders team turned around. And in Gakwe, I feel like he's going to give you 8 to 10 sacks. I feel like you could pencil that in right now. And think about this. The Raiders only had 21 sacks in in 2020 is from the defensive line. Only 21. I think that Ngakwe is going to give you 8 to 10. So let's just go on the under and just say 8. I think Max Crosby is going to give you 8 to 10. That's already 16 right there if you just get 8 from both of those guys. And I do believe that somewhere in that defensive tackle position, you're going to get some more pressure. You might not get the sacks from Solomon Thomas, but a guy like Hankins might be able to, to provide a couple sacks. Quentin Jefferson might be able. That's the one I'm getting a little sneaky uh, excited about is Quentin Jefferson as well. So I, I think that those guys all have opportunities to go out there and contribute. And if they can get out there and continuously get some pressure on the quarterback, especially up the gut, and make them a little uncomfortable so they can't step up, I, I think that that is going to help everyone else on the defensive side of the ball. I'm very excited about the back end of the defense. I'm excited about Jonathan Abram you know, coming down into the box and playing more his position. I think he's a guy, Raider Nation, that's probably going to get four or five sacks in, uh, in 2021 because I think he's going to be around the line of scrimmage a lot. I think you're going to see him playing that Jamal Adams-type role and, and be able to just do what he enjoys doing, which is being very physical and uh, you know and getting that opportunity to get after the quarterback as well. And I think with, uh, with the rookie, Trayvon Merrick, in the back end, and now, of course, he's a rookie, and you're really trusting a rookie to know his assignments and be where he's supposed to be, and that is a lot. Don't get me wrong. That is a lot for a rookie in the NFL, but uh, the guy has been coached well at TCU under Gary Patterson, and I think that you know he's going to have a couple bumps and bruises along the way, but I feel very good that he's going to go in there and do what he's supposed to do. So that's going to allow Jonathan Abram to be able to do what he does because they have that protection on the back end. And, of course, if you get pressure on the quarterback, then your corners are a lot better. It helps your linebackers play a lot better. Uh, you know, Corey Littleton, that's a guy that I, I'm excited to see what he could do with Gus Bradley and company and, and how they can kind of make him play better and, uh, you know, and, and just kind of play more free where he's not up there thinking and going slow. Uh, Nick Wachowski, of course, he had a solid season. He's got to stay healthy throughout the course of the season to be able to contribute a little bit, you know, higher level and contribute a little bit more than what he did uh, his first year with the silver and black. But, man, I'll tell you, that that rotation along the defensive line, I think, is going to be so critical for the Raiders' success in 2021. And again, I say it multiple times. I've said it so many times on this show that the year that the 49ers went to the Super Bowl, their rotation on that defensive line was so thick. They had so many guys. And look, they had some real deal dudes. I don't know how many first round picks or former first round picks they had, but they had a bunch. They really did. And they had guys that just were in there getting after the quarterback and stopping the run. And that is where the majority of their success came from was up front. So if the Raiders could even emulate that just a little bit, get close to that, then you're cooking with grease. You have an opportunity to be successful and really give the rest of your defense a chance. And, you know, if they can slow down the run, and this is something that Cleve Farrell needs to stay, stay healthy for the course of the season. If they could slow down the run like they did early in, this, in the season in 2020. And then when Cleve Farrell went out, you saw that teams were just able to, to gash the Raiders on the ground and just run all over them. If they could slow down the run and really make quarterbacks and teams get into that third and long type situation, I do believe under Gus Bradley, you're not going to see third and 18 get picked up. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Gus Bradley's going to have these guys coached up a lot better and, and not going to be having them you know, missing tackles and allowing a check down to go for 19 or 20 yards and a first down, I think you see a lot less of the blown assignments on third and long. That's something that has killed the Raiders. It really killed the Raiders in 2020. That's got to be cleaned up. And, I, and it, again, 
It all goes back to the, the front line, the defensive line. If they can get after the quarterback and make them uncomfortable, then they're doing their job. And all, all you got to do is look back at the rest of the guys and say, all right, you do your job now. You know, and again, I think that that's going to help when you have a guy like Jonathan Abram kind of floating around in the box and getting up there near the line of scrimmage. I think that's going to help, you know, snuff a lot of those uh, check downs out, you know, just be able to stop them from from picking up those those third and longs and something that should never happen. When you get a team in third and long, you, you should be getting off the field. And hopefully if you're doing it early in the drive, you're getting good field position as well. So uh, that's just kind of the recipe for the for the success of the team, and on at least the defensive side of the ball in 2021. It starts up front. Very excited about Ngakwe. Uh, Want to see what Cleef Farrell can do. I know, of course, he always has a chip on his shoulder. And, you know, people are always talking about how he was, you know, drafted too high. And, hey, regardless, regardless if you feel like he was they, they made a reach for him or not, he's a heck of a player. He's just got to be out there throughout the course of the season. And really, again, after the run and, and stopping the run is his specialty. And if he can get home a little bit more, get a couple more sacks here and there, boom. All of a sudden, again, you're cooking with grease. So uh, excited about that, just looking at the depth and the names. Now, again, it's a 90-man roster. you got to get down to a 53-man roster. You've got to have, you know, some guys on a practice squad. I see, you know, maybe Darius Steeles, maybe the undrafted free agent at West Virginia. Maybe he doesn't pop as as much as I think he's going to pop in training camp, and he doesn't make the active roster, but he makes the practice squad. Uh, Maybe Malcolm Koontz doesn't really shine like I think he's going to shine. So a couple of those young guys, I do believe, will be practice squad dudes, and, and then you'll have a nice, healthy rotation along that defensive line, which is what you need. Be able to keep guys fresh later in games. And I think Max Crosby, as we all got used to Khalil Mack kind of being the closer on on the defensive side of things, I think that Max Crosby and Unique Ngakwe have an opportunity to really be closers in this Gus Bradley defense. You know, third and long, and all of a sudden just be able to, boom, pin your ears back, get after the quarterback, and make life very, very uncomfortable. If those guys could be closers, and, and allow guys like, you know, Cleve Farrell and Hankins and Jefferson Thomas, you know, to do do work early, then boom, the Raiders are cooking with grease. So I uh, just wanted to talk about the defensive line and, and, and what I thought was a, was a really good unit, especially on paper. And, of course, you don't win any games on paper, but a nice little unit that they have as they go into, well, they got the mandatory minicamp going right now, and then in mid-July they'll be in training camp, and uh, I think that's when the competition will really, really ramp up. So that's all I got for you for segment number two. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Before I get into it, though, I want to tell you about a couple sponsors here, and the first one is Built Bar. Been telling you about Built Bar for a very long time. I got nine delicious flavors to choose from right now. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. And every once in a while, you go to the website, BuiltBar.com, you'll see that limited time flavor. You can always get those. Sometimes it's a one-day thing, two-day thing. Sometimes it's, it's good for a week. You just have to continue to look and check and see which one it is. There's a lot of different flavors that they have that they've rolled out. But right now, they're just really focusing on those nine flavors. So there's basically something for everybody. And maybe you like all of them, or maybe you haven't tried them all and you want to try them all, get you a mix box. It got two of each of the nine flavors. Of course, the bars are 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And most importantly, they're really good for you. Protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. It's BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15 is going to save you 15% off your order when you check out. Again, LOCK15 will save you 15% off your order when you check out at BuiltBar.com. I also want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full effect. NBA, man, I don't know if you were checking out the action Monday night. 
fantastic. The Atlanta Hawks, even now with the Philadelphia 76ers at two. NHL, I've been mentioning the Vegas Golden Knights and that atmosphere there at the T-Mobile Arena. UFC, MMA, all that is going on right now. Before the next pitch, before the next home run, the next knockout, the next goal, the next bucket, the next three-pointer, Head on over to the website, betonline.ag, on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Get off the sidelines. Get into the game. Your team's on a run in the playoffs. You need to be on a run in the playoffs. Head to the website again using your mobile device or your laptop. Sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag. Got to use the promo code Locked On to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number three, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Up first, got a call from Raider Dot in the 510. He's calling to talk about the question I threw out on Monday's show about Derek Carr and what he has to prove in 2021 as he looks to, you know, improve his game each and every year. Here he is, Raider Dot in the 510. What's going on, Q? Is Raider Dot. Just got through listening to Monday episode. And um, I think Carr, Carr really doesn't have to prove anything, in my opinion. Um, I feel like he he's already proven that he's our guy. He just has to sustain a certain level of success within that offense. Um, I feel like until he's not healthy enough or playing at a certain level, that's when he'll have something to prove. But until then, like, he's most definitely our guy. Um, I don't care who we get in the future, like, as far as anybody that Gruden gets as quarterback, they're going to need at least two, two to three years to really be half of, of what Carr is with this offense. Like, Carr knows his offense like the back of the hand. It's like, he's, he's most definitely not – our problem. So he honestly doesn't even he he doesn't need to prove anything. He just got to sustain his success level within the offense. Um, he does need to take certain more shots downfield. Like I I I do feel sometimes if he doesn't see someone open, he won't make the throw. Like he's 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 not that good when it comes to throwing someone open. So he tends to not throw it if he doesn't really see him. But um, other than that, he, he he does not need to be. He just got to sustain the level he's doing it at. Our offense runs at a high rate. Each year, you could just see how comfortable he is in that group offense. Like, it's most definitely not on him. Like, I don't even want to have this conversation to even add even pressure on him. Not, he is not our problem. But anyway, um, yeah, that's what I think what Carr needs to there he goes, Raider Dot calling out the 510, and thank you for the call. Appreciate you. And yeah, I mean, again, and, and I like how your call went, the direction it went, because it wasn't a question if he's the guy or not. You know, I said he's the guy. I wanted to know what you wanted to see from him as far as growth. And I think when you mentioned the downfield shots, you know, that's very valid. I think that that's something, and I know that he had a nice completion percentage as far as uh, passes that were 20-plus yards down the field, but I think he needs to make it as something that 
that defenses are worried about. Like they just know that there's a shot there. You know that a shot's coming. You know what I mean? So they're kind of on their heels trying to make sure that they don't get burned. Just like when Patrick Mahomes hits the field, you know that there's going to be a deep shot. There's going to be some aggressive passes. Well, I think Derek Carr needs to start to make defenses concerned about the, t- the opportunity of him taking the shot down the field. He has the arm strength to do it, and he's done it before. I think that's something that him and Gruden need to work out and do more of in 2021 is keep defenses honest, where you start to see defenses start to creep up and you know want to jam a guy like Henry Ruggs at the line of scrimmage. Well, if they feel like that he's really going to you know take off each and every time down the field and go deep, or there's a shot that he could be going deep and Derek Carr is going to let it rip every time, then they're going to start playing off of him, and that's when it's going to open up the the underneath stuff as well, you know, because they they don't want him to burn them. So uh, it's just something you got to keep the defenses honest. That's really what uh, what I'm thinking about as far as taking those shots down the field. So thank you so much for that call, my man. Definitely appreciate you. Next up, got a text from 209 Cocaine Raider. He said, what's up, Q? It's 209 Cocaine Raider coming to you from the Valley of the Sun. I'm not sure if you've seen these stats regarding our offensive line from last season, so I thought I'd share it with you and the nations. And the stats, it's a little uh, image. It said, why the Raiders traded away three of their starting offensive linemen this offseason? One word, regressing. Jackson, 3.5 yards per carry as lead blocker and had a 10.5% pressure rate. I believe that's what it says. And then Hudson, 1.7 1.7 yards per carry as lead blocker. Worst running blocking center in 2020 and allowed a 6.2% pressure rate compared to 2019, which he had a 1.7% pressure rate. Trent Brown, 3.8 yards per carry as a lead blocker compared to 5.0 in 2019. Raiders offensive line ranked 27th worst run blocking unit in 2020. He says, just win, baby. 209, Cocan Raider out. And yeah, very valid. And that's what we've been talking about, that you know they were getting older and they're not as athletic, and they were regressing. And, of course, uh, we all know that John Gruden wants to run the ball. He wants to run the ball. He wants to run the ball, and he wants to be effective and be able to get downhill and be able to pick up, you know, third and one, fourth and two, whatever it is. He wants to be able to to do that. And there was a lot of times in 2020 you saw Josh Jacobs struggling to even make it to the line of scrimmage, and then he had to try to hustle a yard or two or three and try to pick up a first down and just wasn't as effective. So, yeah, they they went younger, they went cheaper, and they went more athletic with the, the thought that, hey, this is going to make their run blocking unit a lot better and make their offensive line in general a lot better than it was in 2020. Now, it's just up to that unit that's there now, the ones that they have penciled in to be starters, the, the guys that are going to you know, take the torch and run with it, they've got to step their game up and make sure that they can become that cohesive unit. So thank you so much for that text. Appreciate you. Next up, got a call from T. Wolvie in Nashville. He's calling to talk about the depth the Raiders have built at essentially every position. Really good call and kind of goes with what I was talking about in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Here he is, T. Wolvie calling out of Nashville. What's up, Q? T. Wolvie here in Nashville. Uh, haven't called in in a while. Hope you were well. Show's great as always. Had a couple comments uh, about the team, and I think that the biggest thing going into this offseason that we have not had is depth. You look at every position, there is a person there that if somebody isn't performing or somebody gets hurt, somebody can pop in the lineup, and there really won't be much drop-off. Besides Waller, uh, you know, we don't know what Foster's going to be and how that injury healed up. But everybody else, even the, the offensive line, the defensive line, the defensive end, especially safety, corner, somebody gets hurt. Let's say Arnett gets hurt. Somebody can move into the slot. Maybe Hobbs, maybe Robertson uh, can show up finally. But I just think that Gruden built this team to not have the collapse this year. I think him and Mayock are very aware of the, you know, the concern about the collapses the last two years. So I think more than anything that everybody should be excited about 
is the fact that we have pieces and good players in depth. So if something happens, and it will, injuries are going to happen, or maybe somebody doesn't perform, maybe, you know, maybe Ngakwe gets hurt, uh, Koontz can get in there, get some reps, any of those things. I think we should be excited about that. And and especially, you know, keeping, uh, you know, Mariota. If for some reason D.C. gets hurt, we're, we're still good, man. You know, he, he can come in and perform at a high level. You know, we're not we're not stuck with the uh, with Nate Peterman. So uh, these are good things that I think Raider Nation needs to you know look at the evaluations of these players and understand that they they have built this for for 17 games now and hopefully the playoffs. They they know what's up. Thanks, man. Uh, show is great as always. Hope you're well. Take care, Raider Nation. There he goes, T. Wolvey calling out of Nashville. Appreciate the call, my man. It has been a while, so definitely appreciate you reaching out. And, yeah, uh, that's kind of going back to a conversation I was having, I think, last week with Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 about competition at every spot. Uh, the depth right now is great, you know, and I talked about it in segment number two as far as just the defensive line goes. But uh, across the board, you know, the depth is really good. But we got to remember, that's 90-man roster right now. Once the Raiders cut down to 53, there's going to be some talent that I believe is going to be cut, and, and there's going to be some teams that are going to reach out and try to pick up these guys that get cut pretty quick, fast, and hurry because, again, I do think the Raiders have some talent, which I feel like the last couple years the Raiders have cut some guys at, at uh, you know, cut down time, and they've been picked up pretty quick from other teams. So they've had, I feel like, more talent, but at the same time, once it comes down time to cut, guys, you don't know where the depth's going to be lost at. You know, is it going to take a major hit on the defensive line? Is it going to take a major hit in the safety position, the corner position? You know, it's kind of one of those situations, and that's helped. That's happened, I mean, before. You know, it's happened where all of a sudden you look up and you say, whoa, you only have this many position or this many of these guys in this certain position? Whoa, that's not good because there's just too many guys that were released, and so they've got to figure out how to manage that better so there's some consistency and some depth across the board and even though, you know, you're still cutting it down from 90 to 53, which is a big time cut down. So we'll see how it shakes out. But right now, I love the depth, you know, and I like the veterans that they brought in, like a Casey Hayward. I think he's going to do some really, really good things. But again, they had a Prince of Makamura in, in camp last year and ended up cutting him and letting him go because they thought Damon Arnett was going to be the guy. And as much as I believe in Damon Arnett, he just ended up not having that kind of a season his rookie year with the silver and black. So we'll see how it shakes out. But thank you so much for that call. I definitely do appreciate you. And finally, I got a text from California Dave in West Tennessee. Short one. He says, Q Nation, California Dave here. Got to apologize to you, Q. When I see Monday's title to the pod, I just cringed. Sorry, bro. I should have known. <laughs> the only thing I want to see from D.C. is he needs to start challenging Coach Gruden like Gannon used to. That's from California Dave in West Tennessee. And what he was apologizing for is he was assuming by the title that it was going to be one of those sessions where it's a Derek Carr bashing or, you know, arguing if he's the guy, if he isn't the guy. And that's what it wasn't. And it's funny because some people hit me up on Twitter and were like, oh, I'm not going to get in this conversation. And I said, well, clearly you didn't listen to the show because you would have known that that's not what it's about. So when he saw the title, he thought, oh, no, here we go. But then listen to the show and realize, okay, this is actually a, a, a really good topic. So uh, thank you so much for that text, my man. And, uh, yeah, it would be it would be nice to see a little fire from Derek Carton. He doesn't have to grab someone's face mask. He doesn't have to cuss him out. That's not his style. That's not what he's going to do. But I would like to see a little bit more emotion from him. Every once in a while when something doesn't go right, you'll see him kind of go off the field and he'll throw his arms or shake his arms or clench his fist or something like that. I'd like to see him get a little bit more emotional at times. And I know emotional is not good for everybody. Certain people like me, I thrive on it. I, I, I love, you know, getting emotions involved. And when I do, I feel like I'm at my best. I know that's not everybody, but 
I think that it would really help him and especially kind of lead the the team because football is an emotional sport and you sometimes you have to ride the emotions of your leaders and if he's going to take that next step in leadership maybe he's going to have to be a little bit more emotional and kind of put it out there on, on his sleeve a little bit more I would like to see that so yeah great uh great text California Dave definitely appreciate you and sorry for scaring you on the title of the of the show but I'm glad you listened to it and, and understood where I was going with this so Thanks so much for that. Appreciate you. And that's all I got for you for today's show. Locked on Raiders podcast on this Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. The start of mandatory minicamp. It's only going to be a couple days long, a couple days strong due to the extreme heat that's going on in Las Vegas right now. So uh, Raider Nation, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have more calls and texts throughout that Locked on Raider podcast voicemail line. We'll have more news and notes of the day. And of course, we'll deep dive into some more conversation as we do on the daily. So uh, Raider Nation, appreciate you as always. Have a great day depending on what time you listen to it. Maybe have a great evening. Take care of your family. Matter of fact, love on your family a little something, something. And most importantly, as always, just win, baby.